welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast. I am one of your hosts, Jay. With me this week, we got a full house. We got Austin. Yep. Johnny. You're a coward. And Brian. I am a coward. We had the perfect. <laughs> we had the perfect. I, I porky pig the opening. Uh, go watch it on. Uh, actually, that, that is a great segue. Go check us out on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. You can actually uh, watch these podcasts live, usually every Sunday, uh, sometime in the morning. Um, and sometimes wait. we're all here. Sometimes we're all sometimes here, sometimes we're, here. we're not. Yeah. Sometimes Jay is trying to excise a succubus. <laughs> well, it's... Damn. That's how uh, I sound when there's a succubus in the room, too. His soul is leaving his body, folks. Um, and follow us over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do dumb stuff like this. Um, awesome. Uh, we were actually just talking a bit about the Epic Game Store. Johnny, we're pulling you back in. God damn it. Pull it All right, open. go tell us every deal, what the percentage is, <laughs> and we'll make an Excel spreadsheet to tabulate what the best possible I'm not helping you make system. a new game. We're not making <laughs> games for you. <laughs> yeah, Epic's, Epic's brought on their holiday sale like every other year. You know, you get a $10 coupon, you buy an item that's like 15 bucks or more, it uses the coupon, you get another coupon. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, it's a game in itself, almost. I didn't. I, I did not even notice on the wrapping paper that there were things that lead to what that game is. Yeah, yeah. No, like that was the first I noticed. Yeah. They're back to giving you the the, the daily freebie, um, which is like your little advent calendar of free games. And every day, the wrapping paper around the coming soon game has a different image in on it. Um, yesterday, it had little like twisted vines, or the day before, um, that's what led to Remnant from the Ashes. Um, this time around, it has like a little lantern, and then uh, Austin pointed out it could be Darkest Dungeon. It's a super cheap game. It's like six bucks right now, I think. Yep, sequel's so, out. Yeah, since the sequel came out. I would love it if it were like the complete Darkest Dungeon, though. Give us the first with all the DLC. Yeah. But um, then again, that's a very, very frustrating, difficult game. So, yeah, I need it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so definitely check back there. Like we always say, if you uh, even if you don't have a PC, create that account. Get those daily freebies because by the end of these daily games, um, you'll probably want to buy a PC for the like five hundred bucks in games that you end up acquiring. Yeah, I think sure. that I've only ever bought like three games on the Epic Store, but I'm sitting on like twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy. 80, 90. I've got well, I've got like 140, 150 games right now. Yeah, yeah same. Um, been, it's like almost all been freebies. Yeah, I, I bought like, yeah, like just like you said, I think like three things. Um, and it's typically when they do this $10 coupon yeah. thing. Yeah, I, it, I bought, it makes I, sense. <clears throat> I think I bought Hades with a coupon last holiday. I bought Metro Exodus with a coupon forever ago. Nice. Um, I grabbed Age of Eternity. And I, th I think that's like the only paid games I did. Everything else was free. Yeah, I think for me I did John Wick Hex, uh, Disco mm -hmm. Elysium, and Chivalry 2. Oh, four. I bought Manhunter as well. I still haven't grabbed Disco. I know I should, but I'm just I'm I'm banking on it becoming free at some point somewhere. Or grab it on Switch. Could be fine on Switch. Yeah, that one would be fine on Switch. I know I played. Probably, um, I was trying to think of Chubby, like. But. I played um, Wasteland on Switch, and I was mm -hmm. like, "Not for me, not not here." Oh yeah, the game's great. 
It's just, I'm like, this is not the ideal place to... Certain games require certain control schemes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing my Switch a lot more since I got the OLED. Um, that, that extra screen, just that tiny bit of extra screen real estate, plus that gorgeous OLED display, mm-hmm. pulled me right back in, and... I've been playing a ton of Pokemon, but I also just grabbed uh, I just grabbed Blasphemous, and I'm just waiting to pick up more stuff at this point. The kickstand on that is like across the entire back of that thing now, right? It's not yeah, that little yeah, it's, flimsy it's bit. I never even use that part of it, but it's it's it, the build quality is just so much better. Nice. Hmm. All right, let's jump into the weekly nudes. That's awesome. Yeah, like I was going to say, speaking of build quality, that the first thing that we have on our docket yeah was something finally. a lot of us predicted forever ago yeah it's like finally they came out with the news um yeah if you were unaware um sony is now kicking out a um colored panels uh side panels they kind of have almost like i would say a galaxy theme it looks like they have yeah, a they're, red they're, they're calling it a galaxy theme um so sony's drop in face plates for ps5s that match the current controllers that are out. So you're getting a black one and a red one, but they mm-hmm. also dropped a couple new colors, Woo-woo. including a gorgeous, gorgeous pink and a really awesome purple. Yeah, that purple yeah. one looks dope. Yeah, that would no, probably be the one that I would. Yeah, pick the purple up. looks dope. The blue looks pretty cool too. And I'm not the blue looks great. Right. Like that baby blue. Um, yeah, I want pink. I want that pink setup. Um, I think what I love the most, and anybody that's watching live right now can see the the pictures that we have up for it. I just I love that they all match the controllers. Mm-hmm. Right. To me, that's what does it. Like, the fact that I can mix and match and, and do it however I need to that way. Um, but I'm a sucker for that super bright pink. I absolutely love it. The cool thing um, is, I, I'm trying to zoom in far enough. Uh, do these side panels have the same texture as the... Mm. Um, the stock, dimple, stock ones. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure oh. they do because they're still official Sony. Yeah. Right. So they probably use the same molds as what they do for the launch versions. Yeah. I, I would assume. Um, but yeah, if you haven't got eyes on that uh, on the new controllers and the new um, side panels, they are really cool, really crisp looking. Um, this kind of makes me color. This makes me want to just pop off the side panels. Just have a little right. naked box. You could do that too. You like have like a, just do that as you're putting in your new hard drive and just forget to put them back on. Little feller. Clear ones well, might be kind of cool. Just, just run a naked PS5. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah makes I'm running me my wonder. PS5 raw. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me wonder what kind of uh, license ones that that they that they will do after this too. Um, instead of doing like limited edition collector consoles. They could just do the faceplates, kind of like how the original Xbox 360s were, where you could just pop that that front faceplate and just swap the it only, out. The only thing I see being difficult about that, though, is that you have the digital versus the physical, so right. one side is going to be really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I feel like if they do like the like ones that are meant for um, oh like various games, they'll just do that one plate, just that one panel. Time out. What if they take a like a leaf out of Xbox's bo- book and do their own design labs, but sure. with like the faceplates? I mean, it would be smart and for them to do something like that, just because it, that would it be cool. Just shows a lot of customization, and it's 
I mean, they can obviously do it. It's just dependent on, uh, you know, putting the manpower. PlayStation, hope you're hearing this. Yeah. yeah. Here's Honestly, a freebie. As soon as I said it out loud, as far as collector's editions or something like that, it really wouldn't be that difficult. Obviously, if you're selling a collector's edition with a physical disc, you put the mm-hmm. physical disc faceplates in there. I don't know why exactly. I think about that a little bit harder. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that could be that that could be really cool. Um, yeah, I, what they did that on what system was that? Was that the original PS4? What, had the collector like, edition consoles, or you could swap out, um, like Plates. it had like a side panel you could oh, slide yeah, the off. PS4 and put other ones on. off. Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. You're right because you that's could. That's how you were able. To, yep, that's it. Yeah, that's where all the roaches hid. And they never mm. ever really like they they made very very seldom you could find like a plate. I, I remember, like even by the time that I stopped working in video game retail. Like I saw maybe one or two of them come through, and we—it's not something we even accepted. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we did start. Yeah, good. good. All right. Um, moving on. Uh, avoiding um, avoiding NFTs. Let's talk about Ubisoft really quick. <laughs> um, because that's what fun. Ubisoft is doing. Not yeah, that, fun times. Not fun times. It's that timeline, guys. <laughs> um, but. Uh, apparently a Splinter Cell remake is officially in development over at Ubisoft Toronto. Yeah, originally this was rumored and leaked information, but now they're actually making it official, but this was all the extent of what they did for is that it's coming, it's being developed by Ubisoft Toronto. It hasn't been in development yet that they're now just now starting on it, so it's going to be a few years. But and Looking at that Snowdrop oh, engine, that's the perfect engine. For right. Splinter Cell, for real. And uh, by Splinter them doing Cell this announcement... Oh, go for it. Sorry, I was going to say the Splinter Cell games uh, are actually on sale on the Epic Game Store right now. There you there go. go. <laughs> I was going to say that by them doing this announcement, while there's like significantly less fanfare for it, this is going to make it really easy for them to hire on for this project, people knowing that they're developing for a Splinter Cell game, so they're asking for people that can do this right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is there any other info revolving around that? Yeah, it's still in the early stages of development. Work. Just trying to make sure that the spirit of the game remains intact. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go open. I think they said that they don't want to go open world with it in this article, but I can't remember off the top of my head. I feel but like I think that's like a Splinter Cell it would be hard to go open world and make it successful. Right, I agree. I it mean, could be it could be done. Like it, I, I'm thinking in the way of something like um, like Ghost Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, yeah, Wasn't where that? something where you can have that stealth, that heavy stealth approach. Like right. it'll just feel like another Assassin's Creed if they go too far in that open world, yep. like stealth only direction. Um, and I think because of that, they'll probably try to steer clear from that. So that way, they gotta be aware of the fact that like everyone says that all their games feel the same and so that's why you have only people going for one franchise over the other because I mean give it going to, yeah yeah I, I'm just like give it that story gate you know make uh, like point A to point B kind of thing but give them that space to run around in um, right yeah I think that's the way out all right, uh, we were talking about this a little during during the week. Um, 
But this uh, is like how about my that? favorite. This is my favorite <laughs> update. Yeah, how about that Final Fantasy fourteen samples? DJ Khaled suffering from success over here. Dude, I don't even have to open the article for this because it's such a good one. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen sales have been suspended because it's too successful. So many people have dove into Final Fantasy fourteen over the past year. This is the second time they've done this this year. <laughs> Not many people remember back when the big WoW exile happened and a ton of people jumped onto Final Fantasy. They had to stop sales for a minute back then. Oh yeah, that's they just right. Had to stop sales on you can't you cannot start the trial now. Um, you already can't even log in if you're playing on the trial version because paid members have priority. Um, it, it's it's insane. Uh, if you own the game, you can still buy updates and buy the expansions and still get in if you can wait through the forever queue. Mm-hmm. But this is this is kind of insane when you think back on uh, around ten years ago the game was doing so poorly as the original Final Fantasy fourteen that they had to pretty much axe the world and create a realm reborn to reboot the game and now it's so successful they literally cannot let more people play it. <laughs> Please stop like, buying. They're 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 having the what's commonly known as the Todd Howard problem. <laughs> Please this stop buying why, this shit. This is why yeah, you're never gonna get a new Final Fantasy. It's like the, there are so many new servers. They've added more data centers because of the new update. But the last I checked, you can't create new characters anywhere. <laughs> I think you can on the, like the Asian server still, but that was like what I looked last week. Because uh, I I picked up the expansion. I just haven't logged into my game time. Like I haven't bought a month of game time yet because I know I'm not going to have time to even get in let alone play but they're giving, they're, they're compensating like if you actively have a membership right now I think people have gotten about 21 free days because of all the delays and the, the, the problems getting logged in yeah um, yeah I remember seeing that as well it does it does make me want to play again every time I kind of think about it I'm like like I'm itching for something that's um that's like that, and I'm just like, why don't I just play that? And then I'm like, nah. Like <laughs> honestly, the work. trial. If you if you have a way to log up for the trial again, once it all blows over, give it a shot again. Because to me, that's the most casual, like most fun experience you can have with it. Uh, and it's you can solo so much. You don't need right. a party for it. And uh, but I, I like the party. Kind of that's the. Oh, that's you can the still thing. pull. You can still pull a party when you need to. But for me, it was just. I think the last time I super dove into it and played on and got through all of the uh, Realm Reborn content and then into most of the first expansion, I just listened to podcasts the whole day while I was playing. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Like I, I'm, I'm done with Realm Reborn. I'm into the first expansion. Um, Heaven's Word. Yeah, it's it's good, and this is just. I love it. Like it's. As someone who's been playing off and on for so long now, whenever big success news like this hits, and people think of it as like stressful news, but I look at it as success, I, I get so excited because I know this game isn't going anywhere. And if you're a big fan of the series and all the source content, it there's so many Easter eggs and so many like nods to the camera and so many full-on revitalizations of things from past games that happened in Final Fantasy XIV that it's just so, so good. It it's still weird to me that they like they decided to do that with eleven and then fourteen. Like let's make it an MMO. It's so, like why wouldn't they go like hey this is a, like a separate thing like 
Final Fantasy Online or something. They're all separate things anyway. They they are. um, Yeah. But speaking of Eleven, now that you mention that, right now is a free login campaign for Final Fantasy Eleven. So So if if you you can't get into fourteen. Yeah. yeah, right. You can't get it to 14, jump into there. And because of this, Jesus. Square has also put a huge sale on all the storefronts of the Square Enix stuff. So if you can't play Final Fantasy 14, you can get some other Final Fantasy goodness in your system. Um, I, I loved 11, though. I, I played 11 back on 360. I, I would still play it if I knew my login info for my 11 account. I'm actually thinking about recovering it all just for my laptop at this point. Do it. But I had a, I had a lot of fun with that one. It was... It, they, 11 has a weird spot because they were supposed to have stopped supporting it about three years ago and yeah. they still haven't that's funny because like, people are still paying to play it that's ridiculous that's, that's fun like the like that's one of those games that's like it, it's very much like a coming of age game like I remember playing that game on PlayStation 2 yeah uh, with that dial up connection that big brick at the back of the system. Yep. And your yeah. uh, your hard drive you had a, your hard drive attachment. Yep. Very okay. very interesting time to be playing an online game on oh, console. Yeah. And it also kind of showed that you can totally make an MMO work with a controller if you really have to. Um, 14 does it really really well. 14 does it phenomenally. So good. And I I get I'm blown away when people say that they don't like 14 with a controller because it's done so well that I just I just feel like they haven't tried. Like, if anyone yeah. plays 14 with a con- and says they hate playing it with a controller, I, they just haven't tried because it really is so intuitive. Um, is a mouse and keyboard better? For a lot of people, yeah. yeah. I, I can't mouse and keyboard on that game. I, I have a keyboard separately, and I've got my controller in hand when I'm playing it, and I can drop down and start chatting if I need to, but I'm, I'm controller the entire way. For sure. All right. Um, is speaking of uh, lots of money being thrown around. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Tencent uh, acquired Back for Blood uh, developers um, Turtle Rock. Turtle Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that came out of nowhere when I read. That. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? It's just like I was like, is this finalized or what the deal? What's the deal? And yeah, apparently it was finalized on what day was that now? Was that the seventeenth? Was that Friday? Okay, yeah, a couple yeah. days ago. Yeah, yeah. Did, like it was, was, Tencent... it was finalized the day that I read it and sent it in the group chat. I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. Did Tencent help them publish, and that's what led to this, or were they oh, not involved with Back for Blood? Yeah, I don't that's a good know. Question. I'm trying to. It doesn't say in this article. It looks like. No. Okay. But yeah, they also called out, um, you know, we all know Tencent has been uh, growing. What uh-huh. they're their majority owner of Epic, um, or at least a partial owner. Um, right. Just this year, uh, they acquired Sumo Group, uh, Wake Up Interactive, who made, uh, or they have the studios Valhalla and Soleil. Soleil. Um, they've also taken majority stakes in Jaeger, Stunlock Studios, Clay Entertainment, and smaller chunks of Remedy, Don't Nod, Bohemia, and Platonic. So, Tencent's got uh, their little shoring up their, their position. Fingers in everything, man. Yeah. Well, I think they even have stakes in EA, Activision, Ubisoft too. Yeah. Like so, it's something yeah, it's like primarily a like five percent or something. 
So the so the idea, like their their thing was like, what if? And just hear me out. We just had the maximum amount of money possible. And what we if we just owned everything? Yeah. And someone's yeah, like, yeah. I'll be damned. That just might be crazy enough to work. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, it's not something that will likely change anything for Turtle Rock. It's just, that's been their thing. Like, we want to make money off of you, and we want yeah. to do literally nothing. All right, here we we'll go. Just give you money. All right, I want, to hit, I want to hit us all with the list here. Oh, boy. Here we go. So, they have 100% ownership in the following. Uh, Funcom. Uh, Leyu, which owns Athlon Games, Digital Extremes, and Splash Damage. I'm sorry. Can we go back to Funcom? Funcom. That sounds like a Homer Simpson created gaming company. <laughs> well, those are the guys okay. that made like Age of Conan, Anarchy Online, Secret World. I just, just the name though. It instantly not a good, me not of a the good episode name. where Homer wants to open up his own business because Flanders has yeah. his own business. Uh, they own 100% of Riot. No, they don't. So they had a good uh, of you specifically. Just, they had a really good year this year. Um, Shark Mob, that one doesn't have a Wikipedia link. Uh, yeah, they, so they now own 100% of Turtle Rock and Wake Up Interactive. Um, they own 84% of Supercell. Uh, they own 80% of Grinding Gear Games. They own 40% of Epic. They own 38% of Pocket Gems. Uh, the rest of these are all below 25%. Don't Nod, Bloober Team, uh, Marvelous, Netmarble, Kekau. Blue Hole Studio, Frontier Development, Sumo Group, Katakawa Corporation, Activision Blizzard. <laughs> they own 5% of Activision. 5% uh, of Ubisoft, 5% of Paradox. 3.8% uh, of Remedy. They own a majority of Fat Shark, Miniclip, Clay Entertainment, 10 Chambers Collective, Jaeger Development, Voodoo Studios, uh, Bohemia Interactive, Payload Studios, Platonic Games. They own Discord. They own Roblox. They own Lockwood they own Publishing. They own Platinum Games. I mean, that's just uh, under the foreign investment. So that is not including Chinese studios. Yep. So everything. So pretty powerful. <laughs> they got they got little little fingers out all over the place, and I I guess we you know we still kind of have to wait and see. But I, I've said this every time we talk about a Tencent acquisition, they don't really appear to have had a positive or negative impact yet. Yeah, right? I was just about to say like. Like, they haven't it's still very done early. anything. <laughs> like, yeah, no, although, I, other like than said, just give studios just, money. Yeah, no, they just kind of chill. Like, here's the money. You want money to do this? We want you to do it, I guess. Uh, so here they, you go. It's, it, it's funny because they are literally just... That's how investments work. Yep. Weren't, yeah, just, here's some money. Do weren't your thing. they part of the reason why, though, back um, a few years ago, the Blitzchung incident that um, Blizzard was backpedaling on the free Hong Kong thing after the, uh, what's it, the, the I mean, card game. I, I, I think it's because they were trying to cater to the investments in China, in particular with Tencent. Uh, it's less than, I mean, they have 5%. So, right, that was the you know, criticism if I, if I had that a, Blizzard received because... If I had 5% ownership from Turkey, would they not allow any negative, uh, you know, news stories about Erdogan? I don't know. You know no, no, that... That's I would what simply I was going not to want to into. hurt the Chinese market. Right. Well, no, that's what I was leaning into was because I believe Tim's... I think it was Tim Sweeney. Who's the head of Epic? Is it Tim? Tim Sweeney. Okay. Because when that happened and the criticism was that because Tencent has a 5% stake in Activision Blizzard, 
Tim Sweeney came out and said, like, yeah, well, they have like a 40% stake in our company, but we're not backpedaling on our stances for this kind of thing. And so that was the criticism that Activision Blizzard received because despite the minority stake, they were trying to cater to that. Well, it's that classic thing of like, I don't think that they demand that you do it. You know, like a lot of, uh, we hear stuff all the time about like, oh, all these US movie posters are edited to be released in China to not show like, a woman on screen or whatever and it's like the u.s studio did that they weren't told by china you have to remove this character they just do that because they think it's not going to play in china so yeah epic is 100 percent owned and they can you can say whatever you want in fortnite you know so it's like it's not like tencent is saying hey you have to do this it's just people of their own accord activision blizzard is just a company that does not really have morals so they just don't care yeah and they're like, well, yeah, you're not allowed to be political in our game unless it's about, um, you know, hiding sexual assault allegations in our company. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's you have to be in favor. That's where I was going not with a- it is that, I mean, we don't know the back channel dialogue that yeah. they may have had, but it was be- like the reason why Activision Blizzard acted in that way was because they were trying to cater towards their um, foreign Chinese interests market. on that. Yeah. And that's what um, that's what I distinctly remember, and why I remember yeah. like the five percent stake in uh, one point five billion customers. I feel like yeah. there's something like that though. That's not necessarily a, a thing that's on Tencent. That's more of definitely just a super shitty thing that Activision Blizzard would do. Um, yeah, and that's, that that was the takeaway that I was trying decision. to go with. Yeah, yeah that's a conscious yeah. decision that they as a company would make. I don't yeah. think that's an influential thing that came from the Tencent exactly. side of it. That's a right. conscious decision that money grubbing Activision Blizzard made. Right. I don't see most of these other developers giving that much of a fuck. Like right. in the end, it's still for a lot of them, for a lot of those, especially the smaller ones, this is art. Like it's right. me- it's meant to make you think about things in different ways. Um, that's not what it is for Activision Blizzard. That's <laughs> I don't money. think they have in the past no. decade dropped anything that was meant to overtly autistic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say Aspire Master was pretty artistic, but that's just me. <laughs> Jesus. So, <clears throat> speaking of hey, the next... Not uh, being artistic. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the next game studio Tencent's going to acquire, Dr. Disrespect oh, is opening a game studio. Um, it, it's it full of ex-Call of Duty and Halo devs uh, called Midnight Society. Dr. Respect. I hate it. And I bet this is being funded by his lawsuit against Twitch. That he still won't <laughs> talk about enough? That, he, that nobody will talk about. No, I mean, they'll talk about it, they just won't give details. Yeah. Oh, guys, there's a huge news drop I'm going to have for you in a few weeks. Uh, three years go by. Oh, guys, new info getting ready to drop soon. So, I'm not too... Didn't he should start doing that. That's <laughs> Didn't a really he film good a, idea. Didn't he film a dude in the bathroom taking a piss? Okay, totally I was just about illegal. to ask if that was that dude. Totally and illegal. Yeah. He's just like out here. He, he's just like taking a shit in there or what's going on? He just hey, you need some help? the door. Need some help holding? Your hands are getting cold? I can, I can, <laughs> just let me know, dude. That's a really I funny joke, that was the dude. I'm really popular in the bathroom, yeah. I have hated this guy since I first discovered him. And that's his he's, thing. So it's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's fine. I get, like, I get it. It's, you know, it's funny. If I was, uh, you know, I could see myself being interested potentially in watching Dr. Dick Respector stuff. So, you know, 
no hate directly, but uh, some of the like behind the scenes shit that came out, like the way he treated his wife, it's just brutal. <laughs> Yeah, that's that was just the like, other thing. I okay, remember. cease to exist. Leave this planet. <laughs> I just I hate him because he's. Their studio's hiring. Hold on, let me find some jobs for y'all real quick. God, community manager. <laughs> I'm the perfect person. Nothing but positive shit to say over here. Oh God. Everything is remote. They're fully remote company. That's a huge positive. So definitely going PvP, <clears throat> like yep. a PvP multiplayer thing. Um, it says here in this article from GameSpot that uh, is joined by Robert Bowling, studio director, and Quinn Delahoyo, uh, creative director. Um, Bowling serves as the creative strategist and community manager for served as the uh, strategist and community manager for Call of Duty and hosting other positions in the studio. While Delahoyo uh, designed levels and weapons for uh, Gears of Gears. War and worked nice. on Halo. Alright, the weapons and levels in Gears of War were notably good. So, I don't know if I would... It, it, it's always interesting to see articles like this, um, because people kind of blow up other people with, you know, really what they've what they've done in the past. Mm -hmm. It is really vague to say, oh, they've done levels and weapons. Um, yeah, that means nothing. He <laughs> could have made a tree and a pistol. Yeah. Um, it, it, or, you know, he could have person could have made the entirety Every of something which map. is very yeah. very yeah i mean the thing it's hard to say for level design the thing that really makes it is uh the lighting yeah tree placement lighting makes everything um so it, it's you don't even have to necessarily be like good right. um yeah, like, so it, it can be hid very well just, just like you're pointing out this is a very this is one of those scenarios where I could very well see it just being, you know, we got guys, we got the guys that worked on Call of Duty and Halo, but it's it, it's the equivalent of, well, yeah, I just I hired this guy that worked at GameStop for like six years, but it was a guy that just worked seasonal for like yeah. one time six years <coughs> ago and then again this year, and never yeah. actually did anything. Seeing myself in the mirror, it could be that person that. <laughs> It could be the equivalent of, yeah, they, they worked there for that long, but it was the same person that, uh, you know, thought all the game cases were not supposed to be empty on the wall. Um, at, you know, at, at the same time, um, there are people that do those kind of jobs, like the Hoyo does. Um, uh, the person that comes to mind is uh, Tor Frick, who opened Neon Giant after doing... Um, hard surface modeling for uh, like id and machine um, and, and things like that making things for doom making things for especially Wolfenstein all of those great great yeah. future weapons and, and vehicles that was all him and then they went on to release the ascent like a four man team yeah. to release the ascent and but I definitely sense like a 38 studios behind this yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it with the all of the positive and negative that that implies, right? Like, it is, I think, kind of a, for a lot of people, this would be like a dream team. Sure. Um, but then it's like, okay, you actually have to, like, you can't just have, like, again, Stephen King is writing the story, and, uh, you know, this guy's doing the cinematography, and it's going to have Alec Baldwin. It's like, it doesn't make it good. <laughs> 
you know, as we all have, as we all now know, that doesn't automatically make it good. Like, it can still go very wrong. So, they're looking for everything remote, though. Yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. So that's that's, that's a huge bonus, honestly. Yeah. Huh. So, um, it looks very interesting. Looks to be very real. I mean, honestly, this could be the next, um, you know, uh, player unknowns battlegrounds or something. Like somebody that really like. I would say that being like a, a professional Twitch streamer kind of puts you into like a QA category, basically, because you're playing a game to the level of like personal like self abuse. And he's gonna um, have the community for it to make people. Want he's gonna to have the built-in like, community. By yep. default, people are gonna want to play whatever it is. Yeah. Right. It's got the dick respecter name on it, which is pretty powerful. The ad revenue is going to be astronomical just for because of Tim. Like yeah. everybody can just yeah. slap an ad into anything about him and make money there, as we see in these posts about it that are just riddled with ads on every other website. Yep. yep. So yeah, it is. It's like I don't know. It's got the it's got the same chance that anything with like the built-in um, celebrity Halo has. So could be good. Could be nothing. Could take 45 years to come out and then be very milk toast. Um, that's probably the most likely scenario for any video game. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I would. <clears throat> I, as of right now, I don't think I'd put much thought into it. Yeah. Um, I, I need a game announcement. I need art. I need gameplay. Yeah, and also, it, I'm not going to play it anyways because I don't like first-person shooters. They, so. they, they put something together. The the video that they have is like two minutes long and it's quite honestly just ominous music set over some <gasps> like random shots with uh, a, a logo and they did like a, a, a rain filter over Bro, it. Bro, I could make a game studio like this. We should we should make a fake game studio. We should make fake game studios and then every week we announce a new fake game that's not coming out. <laughs> that would be That'd like be our new version of the rumor mill thing. It'd be almost yeah, like uh, I missed I missed the rumor mill thing. It'd be the rumor like mill Game was really good. from the old Game Informers. Exactly. Yeah. We we, every once in a while, they would actually pitch like an amazing idea. <laughs> it's like fuck. Yeah, we, 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 we were onto something earlier. Frog Science 2023. Bank that people. Like, fuck. Why is this satire? God damn. Yeah. Why don't frog researchers have their own name? <laughs> You're just like an amphibiologist. That's fucking stupid. They're more important than that. <laughs> you know. Uh, they've been being doctor disrespected for too goddamn long. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough of that. Let's move on to the next article. Uh, it, it's still herpetology. It's the branch of zoology concerned with the study of amphibians, um, toads, Excuse salamanders, me? newts, all that stuff. It's still herpetology. It's reptiles. So, so wait a minute. What's lizard then? It's also, Bro. It's the same thing. They do both. Lizards are not related to amphibians. I'm about to fucking go nuts. They study both. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that... Makes him lose his mind. We're about. I'm to about get... to lose my fucking mind. I'm about He's to go destroy ancient Greece. Yeah, the Hellenic study... Republic has made my fucking hit list. They study both. I'm sorry. <laughs> I they made my hit list. I hate this. Oh my god. The country of Greece will be destroyed for this. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put too much stock in it. I'm not sure he can hit the fucking bowl when he's pissing. It's, so it's I think we just made a list. It's because the um, the Greek uh, that's why I'm mad or, at Greece or creeping animal. So nope, it, fucked up. They don't creep. They hop. Some do though, because <laughs> you have more than that. You also have salamanders, newts. They don't creep. Yeah, they do. Salamanders and newts creep. They creep you out. And frogs can creep. 
I played Gex. He creeps. I'm not liking this. Real it's slow. this. Wait a minute. Hold on. This is Linnaeus's fault. So I did Carl see, Linnaeus. You I is on site. I I did see a uh, a shit article saying that Gex was coming back, and I was like, I it's would. time. Huh? It was it was a shit article, but they're like, could could Gex be coming back? And I was Why like, fucking couldn't he? Oh, it was a speculative market. Two article. days ago, Square Enix might be bringing Gex back. Yeah. Do it, pussy. It's not happening. I don't. There's no way. I want it, but I want it to be voiced by Edris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. I love that. That just killed you all. I try. <laughs> Can we talk about the Sonic Two trailer? No. Because oh man, I have just I never been more excited for Knuckles to show up. I just want to see Jim Carrey doing dumb shit. I don't even want to watch the movie. I just want to see him doing bloopers for the movie. That's like fair. the Game Awards thing that he put out. Just oh my god, uh, him what? doing the impersonation of his Scottish grandfather or something like that while Choking he's getting him choked out. <laughs> Terrible. Was All right, for, don't grind it in the grinder. Oh my god. <laughs> um. So in in, in our uh, and and you may confuse this with a uh, Activision Blizzard article. It is not. Um, but a bungee uh, HR head has stepped down and has reported executives for abuse. May sound like an Activision uh, Blizzard article. <laughs> it's not though. Clearly, after the acquisition that happened forever ago, some acquisition or some Activision Blizzard had to seep into Bungie somewhere. Yeah, there was some. There was definitely some crosstalk there. Uh, like, well, actually, I, I, I imagine the they were like, "Yo, you're head of HR, though. You're supposed to deal with this, and now you're leaving, though." Nope. Right. That's y'all's motherfucking well, problem now, baby. H See ya. The thing is, well, HR's I think the issue HR's job is to protect the company. Right. If an HR representative is in a point where they don't feel they can actually do that because things are that bad, it's not a good look. Nope. Right, and the issues that were um, cited in this, I think, stem back from prior to the uh, uh, to the Activision Blizzard partnership, probably back when, maybe even prior to Halo 1, I think, like, at the beginning of this. Like, like this is something that we talk about all the time. This is just something right. that's endemic to... Like video games as like a you know a industry wide issue. Industry wide, it's like a frat, like man dominated field. Like it's just that just is what it is. And you know, could it be better? Absolutely. Could we fix it? I mean, maybe. Are we right. going to? Probably not. <laughs> it's a well, it's a really hard to it's a really hard problem to solve. As we reported, like um or talked about I guess it's just more accurately say over the year Bungie at least has been taking steps to try to remedy this situation like earlier back in the summer when they got rid of forced arbitration for um, for all employees and stuff that was something that I definitely remember that they had gotten rid of and they are they're not trying to like hide it like what Activision Blizzard is they are at least willing to acknowledge it so they're doing at the least the bare minimum of trying to resolve these issues and acknowledge right. that they have stuff that they still need to work on which honestly is better than we see a lot of studios do which again activision right. just straight up being like yeah that's not happening we don't care yeah like they like they literally have like the glaring resolution staring them in the face and they're yeah. like blind to it 
or Ubisoft yep. taking the uh, we'll just not talk about it and hope it blow you know goes away approach. It doesn't it. exist. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, uh, that approach can work sometimes, and we I mean I think Ubisoft is a good example where they you know they fired like one person, they shuffled some people around, and okay, problem yeah. solved. Thank you. Yep. No, we talked about that earlier. That essentially we haven't seen much action on it because we just don't see a lot of employee action on it and stuff and we're trying to compare some yeah. like would they be getting better results if they were taking the steps like what we were seeing with like riot and blizzard where employees were actively walking out on yeah. production and stuff but yeah uh she, she basically had a um uh, an email that was sent um just kind of highlighting a lot of the things um uh what one piece um says that gail uh dehanst um also mentions in the company-wide email her own experience seeing singling out abuse she had suffered from a man an executive and someone i thought was my friend at bungie which resulted in bungie firing him um so at least the Person got fired. fired yeah yeah it kind of like if you want to look at the silver lining you know like the the problem that, and the solution that yeah. there was some action there, actually taken on that claim yeah yeah um and, and other things uh that that were included there um it, it says uh let's see here um The quote says, uh, I, I know they need to be trusted uh, to be your advocates, not labeled as enablers or seen as company resources who provide bad uh, actors with safe harbors. Part of the email says, before adding, that her time at Bungie has been punctuated with deeply challenging interpersonal conflict, up to and including the firing uh, of colleagues for performance, bad behavior, for discrimination, racism, and sexual harassment, which um, I guess it does show. I mean, they're canning people. Um, she, she says that she is um, proud of the work that she did at, uh, at Bungie, you know, trying to make it a better place. But it's still, you know, plagued with people who are doing those things. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and I feel like, I, I guess I don't know enough about Bungie. I don't know their, you know, the, the size of the, the, the work, uh, you know, the, the teams that they have and things like that. Um, but if you and you know likely they're just not hiring randoms off the street right so you assume that these people would be you know not risking their job they're, like they would at some off the street job right they're vetting them at least doing right, some background right. on it um so even that that detailed background isn't uh you know producing the people that you know that that they would feel that are like bungee quality people um yeah. I w and i don't know I, I wonder why that is i wonder if it's more of a thing like maybe the vetting process should be different i don't know yeah i don't know i, it's, I, I don't is, know how to solve it. you yeah you can't really solve other people's uh, like a societal a society-wide right. issue right yeah <laughs> like how do you solve it at one company you probably don't yeah exactly you just try your best and then fail yep yeah 
And it's, I mean, it, you know, ultimately, like you said, it is an individual thing. So, yeah, there's a society-wide issue of why is this happening at, like, a large scale or whatever. But on the small scale, this is what you do. If somebody does something, boom, can them. It's, they did yeah. it. It's their fault. They got to take responsibility. I don't care if it's because your dad was mean to you when you were 12 or whatever. So, yeah. sucks, though. But uh, at least it sounds like good things are, you know, they're doing the right things. And, and especially Gail, it sounds like, um, you know, they, they were really trying to, uh, like, kind of set a, like, standard. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, right. We'll see how that, we'll see how that progresses. Um, but CD Projekt, uh, in our next article, Jesus. has settled. It just keeps going. It just keeps just going. Like, just like this we will have never end. settled for a lackluster experience. Yeah. Okay, I game. I will. Wrong. Always say. Well, I mean, you can't tell me. I love it. I love <laughs> yes, it. Yes, I can. You don't. You don't have an opinion. You play. Uh, you play Excel. You and Shannon are both wrong. <laughs> we all can't be wrong. But false. They settled. Uh, they settled the class action lawsuit for one point eight five million, um, which Jesus. sounds like a lot. But it sounds like a I lot know, until you it? realize that they made three hundred and three million in profits in that year. Yes, See, and that's, that's just on Cyberpunk alone. Yeah. Well, right. basically, I mean, I guess theoretically, there's Witcher profits in there too. But well, they said how much did the Witcher make in that year? In this article, as I was going through, um, it does say Cyberpunk was a massive moneymaker too, despite the performance issues and bugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, after eight years of de- development and marketing, it earned back all of its expenses and turned a profit on pre-orders alone, selling 14 million yep. copies in 2020, helping it drive a profit of 303 million that year. Yep. Okay. So yeah, that is just that game. Just that game. Just um, that game. Looking so, at Witcher, I mean, Witcher is the most valued, um, most valuable video game company. Uh, or you know they're the most valuable which, uh, video game company in all of Europe with its market yeah. v- um, value at uh, 1.8 billion. Yeah, they're they are a some you know some percentage of the total Polish economy. Yeah, they're like I mean, uh, like I would say like how some places like some cities are like tourist attractions and it's built yeah. on tourism. They're built on video games. Well, I'm pretty it's certain that, crazy. I mean, I'll take a quick look to verify this, but when Obama was president yep. and he yep. went to Poland, Love he was That's gifted correct. a copy of The Witcher 3. Yeah, yeah he was. That's Polish correct. pride, right there. That's what it is. Yeah. The game's so good. I want, like a, I want like a Polish sausage now. Me too. So yeah, it is, It is. Uh, you know, that's what this article says. It is an absolute steal that they were able to get away with 1.85 a drop um, in the bucket their cyberpunk 2077 yeah. refund program where they were having to literally refund people for the like not delivering what they promised they lost 2.2 million Nothing. so this is literally less than just what they had to refund people because the game sucked <laughs> it is wild it is so crazy um, a formal settlement has to be drawn up and submitted to the court to be fair the court could just say like okay this is like I understand you're trying to do this, not happening. Like you're you're gonna pay ten million, or I, they could say whatever they want, I guess. Um, or you know, the EU could reject it and say it's not enough. They are the EU is getting very like aggressive on uh, business expenditure and stuff, so it's hard to say. I want to see the I want to see the uh, overall 
like thought of Cyberpunk on Steam. Yeah. Very positive in recent reviews, and mostly positive in all reviews. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm very surprised. Yeah, the Black well, Friday deal did a lot for that. There were a lot of people that just got into it, and I think that's the thing. Um, if you go back to at launch, obviously every review was was terrible in so many places. Yeah. But but also on Steam, it, it, it didn't have a problem on PC. It runs fine on PC. Sure. That's what it was optimized for. Right, right. I think we all talked about that. We did. Because I, I'm the idiot of all of us that bought it on every platform except Stadia. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy. I I still kind of want to buy it on Stadia. I. As much I'm still yet to buy it, it myself. I, I just dissuaded him from buying it, actually. And I'm the advocate right. for the game. <laughs> right. Like, I was it's, Because it's on sale on the Epic Game Store, so I thought, hey, I finally have a PC that it could potentially play it. And so I asked him, like, hey, should I get this or just wait for the next-gen version? And, and yeah. my answer was, I'd just wait until next-gen. Find it on a really Honestly, good sale though, and like, just wait. Honestly, though, it's it's if you can get it, you can get it on console for like ten bucks now, right. or less. Yeah. So, right. depending <clears throat> on which platform you're going for, pick up a copy now. That way, you get the free upgrade for next gen anyway. But I do think it even even with next gen coming, I think it'll handle better on PC. Yeah, um, it likely will because, because it's an optimization issue. It's an optimization issue down to the core of the game, and yeah. mm -hmm. that up like making that prettier for a next gen system isn't going to fix those problems. Yeah, it's See that was my that was the reason why I was thinking like maybe I should go for this. I mean, still got till what the 31st before yeah, I you have to run it at like lower or medium settings or if, I mean, yeah. you'd probably be able to run it like at 1080 just fine in like ultra. I'm very um, I'm very interested because I, I, Brian, I feel like you'd really like this game, especially not playing I probably it would. Yeah. I, I essentially, I'd be pulling the same thing that I did with Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh -huh. I waited about six months before, even though I'm a huge Mass Effect uh, fan, I heard that there was not so great things, but it was buggy and stuff. I'm like, you know what? I'll just wait. And I waited six months, and thought, I, I really enjoy the game. Um, it's been a hot minute since I played it, but I think about trying it again and everything. But, yeah, so I, this might be another case scenario where... Just waiting and till now to play it would it will work out really well for me. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I, I really struggled to talk there. I'm sorry about that. I, I dissuaded you <laughs> earlier because I was like, if, if I I didn't know the price on console. I know you were looking at PC, and I was like, mm -hmm. wait for that <clears throat> big sale for PC where it is you know like nine bucks or ten bucks or whatever. Right. And, and well, it's on sale now for like thirty on the Epic Game Store, and then if you use that ten dollar gift card, it brings it down to like twenty dollars. Yeah, I felt yeah, I just felt PC, like that was high. On PC, I feel like fifteen or twenty is not bad though. Yeah, so, I mean for the PC version of that game, if you had to pay, it's the optimal version. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's the best way to do it. So I can I can see that one being fifteen or twenty bucks. Um, but for console right now, you don't want to pay more than ten. Yeah, um, right. You could you could have gotten a PS4 copy for five bucks last week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that might be overcharging a little bit. I disagree. Considering but... you still can't run on a PS4, yeah. Well, my bigger issue, too, with it was just that it was, you know, when I played it, it was buggy. It had some, you know, there were some uh, game-breaking bugs and some it couldn't track quests sometimes and little issues like that. But fundamentally, the 
there are design problems with the game that cannot be patched, like fundamental choices that were made. For example, mm -hmm. all child characters are adult characters scaled down to child size. That's hilarious. That's, that is. That's not a bug. That's an intentional. You know, we're not going to make child size. We're not going to make children characters. Well, if they had created children characters, it would have added to the problem that they already have. Right. Oh, for sure, because there would have been adult sized children. Uh, well, it, I mean, it, well, they would have. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I think everything you just said is selling this game even more. To you. And it is like it, it is a. I mean, they like were able to reverse engineer a Bethesda game, basically. My favorite was still going back and realizing that the AI wasn't driving, but every car was on a track. And yeah, and you could break it of, by just that one little section of the game where if yeah. you stood that on the sidewalk, you would watch traffic just bash annihilate and this curb over and over. Yeah, like and every, every car, car would hit it, and then they'd every get out car and yell at you, and then they'd get back in and go again. Those, yeah. The, yeah, those decisions are the decisions that were made to be able to make the game function at all. Function, right? It's either we have that or we have nothing. Like we, they right. should have. I would have preferred they had nothing. We we, we can't with the ambition that they were trying to go chase. Yeah. Yeah, we, we can't create a whole new model for children, put that in, and and have this other dense thing that has its own. It's gonna have its own everything, right? Yeah. So doing that's gonna add to the problem of the optimization, uh, building upon that, and then oh. We would love to make every car. We, I, I like ideally. I think they would love to have made every single person, you know, have their day to day life. I think that was the goal. Right. They were but able to successfully do that in The Witcher. Right. It's the thing that gets me is that they had already succeeded on this, and then their follow up to their success failed. Yeah. And it really was. It's. It's. I mean, it is bigger in every way. It's scale. But yeah. not by a huge amount. It's. I don't know. Twenty. 30% bigger in each direction maybe but it's the and it's like it, it's, it's the deeper things that are happening with it in, in right. Witcher it's right. it's very it, it's very simple uh, mechanics right um, mm -hmm. the lighting doesn't have to be crazy in the Witcher I mean it has to be good it, you're you're always outside you're always outside so the lighting is always the sun yeah um, and when you're inside you'll notice the lighting is not dynamic at all it's very Correct. much like a, a, like a static thing. It's dynamic in the sense that you can see shadow. Um, yeah. But it's nothing so, like seeing a car on fire outside with like flood lamps on it. Like that yeah. lighting destroyed this game. Yeah. Right. But so it remind me though, didn't didn't Witcher three when it first launched have a bunch of bugs and issues too? Witcher oh, three yeah. right now has a bunch of bugs. <laughs> <laughs> and every open world game would, but I think yeah, they right. chose this game as the, like this one has to die because it has so many more than the others. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and again, it is like you know, I have lost the ability to forgive Bethesda. Like the I do not like any of the latest Bethesda games. Um, I don't. I mean, I'm going to have to see a lot of Starfield before I am on board. Um. A lot of this stuff has kind of alienated me with, like, I don't know. Again, it's like hire three people to just test this. Like, it is, mean, it is so clear. Do you just so mean, clear. like, core Bethesda, or do you mean anything under the Bethesda umbrella? Any, well, the fact that they basically reverse-engineered a Bethesda game out of a Bioware engine. Like, the story of CD Projekt Red is so weird. But, you know, they essentially were making, you know, Witcher 1 
was a Bioware engine game. The Witcher 2 was what if we heavily modified and basically made a melee, you know, Mass Effect 2. And then The Witcher 3 was, you know, what if we actually made our own engine and made a good game. And then Cyberpunk is what if we made a Cyberpunk Skyrim. Yeah. And speaking you know, of that, kinda... go back and play Skyrim. And then we'll talk about Skyrim's dog shit. <laughs> but it's forgivable when you're 10 and then also it's you know nothing even approaches that size and scale at the time yeah whereas right. you know the cyberpunk type of game has been made yeah over and over and over again and they failed at cloning a clone of a clone and it's like you know the dna is just getting too weak at this point i think speaking of having weak dna there's another live action adaptation of <laughs> that's going to be pure dog shit on the way, folks. Oh, God. Why did I even share this? Well, it will be with that attitude. Eesh. No, it Eesh. will be. It doesn't need an attitude. Um, no attitudes allowed. This is a Johnny yeah. article. Yeah, it's, it's rough. So, uh, it's back on the table. This has been rumored several times in the past. Yeah. Um, but there's there's talks of a live action Mega Man adaptation happening, and that hurt to say that. Please don't. Um, they have Chris Pratt as don't Chris Pratt. Don't say it. Stop it. <laughs> He's um, so. Cool. I don't know which way they would go with this though, because I, I feel like the big they couldn't deal get Chris Pratt, that, so they got Sam Worthington. I feel like oh, the God. big deal is like no one knows if it would be regular Mega Man or if it would go X series, like how they do it. I feel like if they tried to go live action, it, it if you go regular Mega Man, it's gonna have to be goofy and quirky. But if you go X, it's gonna be a little bit different. Um, Idris Elba. Still, it's. St- <laughs> I mean, Idris Elba would be a really cool couple of different characters. Yo, <laughs> this is being written by uh huh the guy that made Catfish. Yes, that's what I was just looking into. No, I was like, that? that's absolutely not gonna fly. Wow. Uh, maybe. You never know. I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't have any sort of... What if he's not actually Mega Man? <laughs> it's actually somebody else. What if, yeah, what if it's me from Catfish? <laughs> I show up at Mega Man, and I don't see a blaster. I don't see Rockman. I don't see <laughs> nothing. It was a complete fabrication. I've been bamboozled. So, it says his filmography is Catfish um, Metropolis 2 which is a docu- uh, documentary short brief history of John Baldassi, I don't know um, nope. television, he did um, a TV movie called 3x3 and then the Catfish TV show and then as well uh, with Ari- uh, Ariel Shulman uh, they did Paranormal Activity 3 4, Nerve nope. uh, Viral Project Power and Secret Headquarters, which is uh, up and coming. It's not out yet. Interesting. Project Power, I believe, is literally the only repassable thing of any of that. Because I actually enjoyed Project Power. Okay. Um, Project Power was actually, if it's the movie I think it was, which I'm pretty sure it was, it was actually, it was neat. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Yeah. Project Power was dope. Um, That movie came out of nowhere, and it was real, I really, really enjoyed that one. Well, there you go. You know, there's something. I I still don't see this working. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it, 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 the project 
the Mega Man project does have um, Ariel Shulman on it as well, who was the co-director with Henry Jess, so, you know? I mean, <clears throat> it hurts. I have nothing to compare it to, really. I mean, and I don't think looking at the, like, the film, the television, and all that stuff... I mean, I don't think anybody else really has anything else to compare it to. Uh, this, no, this I, is, no. I have multiple worries, though. One <laughs> is, if it goes the Mega Man X route, it can be a more mature tone, definitely over-the-top, violent, crazy. Sure. Because there's a lot of death and stuff there. It's a really rough yes. future. If it goes the original Mega Man route, then who the hell's going to be our Dr. Wily? Jim Carrey. Because, because we already have Jim Carrey yes. being Dr. Robotnik. And he, <laughs> Who cares? Do it. He also wouldn't be a good Wily. Robotnik's thing is that he's goofy. Wily's thing is that he is like... Wily's like a really good villain. Um, he's like a Nazi eugenicist? Kinda. Oh! <laughs> Jim Carrey. Robots. I'm saying Jim Carrey. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, John Hamm. Mm. Honey Ham. I'd watch it. Honey Ham. Hamhawk. I could see John Hamm pulling it off. I just thought we were more dissociating. Oh, okay. It's just, it's so weird. This is going to be such a weird thing. I don't know, I I mean, I do know how to feel about it, which is not good. (laughs) Um, That's the best way to feel about it. Um, But as you guys know, I'm a huge Mega Man fan. I always have been. And this just, like, this hurts. So This hurts knowing this is a thing. Um, Shulman noted that Mega Man was the first video game um, that he ever played. Period. Um, and while there have not really been any concrete news about the Mega Man television show for two years, it's still very much in the works and the project is near and dear to their heart. So, so it's actually never going to happen. It sounds yeah, like... It, yeah, it's possible. Um, but it, it sounds like they're at least um, you know, like a big fan of what they're doing. And with that, I... That's good. Th- there's, there's yeah. hope. Because they would... Right. Hopefully, not look at it and go, "Ooh, that shit." Uh, or look at it and go, "Money, money, money." Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it could be. It could be. Um, hopefully it, not. But hopefully not. There's at least some personal stake in this for the director. So, here. I guess here's a little exercise. What has there been a good or multiple good live action adaptations, and what are they? And you're not allowed to say Cowboy Bebop. You're wrong. Netflix <laughs> has decided you were Cow- wrong. I really enjoyed Cowboy Bebop. Netflix um, said I otherwise. Still, I still think the biggest issue with that was the very, very outspoken weebs, because. Oh, that's true with any problem. Or yeah, with any he, property. Damn you, yeah, weebs! It is, but like the but the anime fans are the worst because if it isn't one to one perfect to what the source material is, they get they get yeah. so so personally busy. offended. Yes, yeah. person. You, you're exactly. It's it's a, it's a slight against them as people if it's not exactly one-to-one a perfect recreation because cowboy bebop if you could turn like the idea of like oh i have all these episodes memorized i love the anime if you can turn that part of your brain off and just watch it for what it is as a really fun show it was but as far as like live action adaptations i mean outside of the witcher which i haven't even watched um The Sonic movie was good. The latest Mortal well, Kombat yeah. movie was good. I guess we'd have to tie that down to something that was originally... Like, well, I don't know. Is The Witcher 
animated. Uh, they also actually made an animated uh, Witcher show. They did. Them. So that's kind of a weird one. It was a movie. That was very but good. I did not watch that one. Like yeah. game-based. I did. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But yeah, well, yeah, the the shows are based more off of directly the novels than the games yeah. themselves. So I uh, wouldn't... The, the Mortal Kombat movie was good, the latest one. It was. Um, the Street yeah. Fighter movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme was good. Um, the original Mortal Kombat's were good, too. Yeah, like, there's a lot of good, there's like a them. lot of good stuff out there. Um, it's just, it is far and few in between, so I definitely get what Austin's saying about that, you know? It, it seems like such a cursed endeavor that, like, I mean, every time, for every uh, Witcher you get, you're gonna shit out, like, ten Death Notes, you know? Right. They would have been better off doing this as, a, as an anime series or something. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, like, like a lot of the, the animation. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say the problem is we already had an animated series back in the '90s that I loved growing up, even though mm. it was bad. Right. Um, we had the really awful version of Mega Man that was in the Captain N series as well, which was also just terrible. Bro, you cannot be but... saying Captain N in this day and age. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but they could they could done the route of, like what they did with. He-Man and Masters of the Universe, where they give it in the put it in the hands of the right people, still maybe pay homage to like the old one, but acknowledge but kind like, of doing a completely different thing. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I we watched the uh, She-Ra show. That was, that was insanely. That was like way better than it had any right to be. So the thing I, is, if if they go Mega Man, if they go classic Mega Man, it's going to be a lot of tongue-in-cheek humor. It's going to be lots yep. of goofy little quirky jokes. If they go Mega Man X. It's going to be mature. It's going to be darker. It's going to be a lot more serious. Right. Like, there's no way they'll be able to balance both kinds of things. You have to fully embrace one side or the other, no matter what. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, even... I just keep thinking back to Mega Man 7 for the Super Nintendo, and one of the key scenes early on of Dr. Wily breaking all the robots out and doing all this crazy stuff, and... Otto is driving you because he's the big green robot and he's driving Mega Man across town to get to like this the beginning of all the fight and he goes to put his helmet on and Otto hands him a helmet and Mega Man puts it on and the cool Mega Man music starts but then it fizzles out because Mega Man put on like the little yellow like the dumb little yellow helmet instead of his actual helmet so it was just little like eye at the camera dumb humor and then yep. like he put his real helmet on the real music kicked in um, it's it's that kind of stuff. Is what yeah, I you gotta have fun to with see. it. Yeah, like if you're gonna do the original series, you have gotta have fun with it. If they're gonna go X, they gotta go all or go dark with it. There's no way they're gonna be able to find a good medium on it. My prediction is they probably go with the original to try to appeal to more audiences and try to make it more my, watchable. My prediction. That would be my guess. Right. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to the last article of the day. Uh, very much a Brian article. Um, but the Halo television series uh, will not be canon in the universe. Ooh. No, I'm That's actually that, that, I'm that okay with up, this. Right? I'm yes, that yeah. gives them a lot more creative liberty with this, and this can be kind of like a like an Elseworlds kind of deal where you have the characters that you know and care about, you have the main premise of it, but then this could be an opportunity to just play with the story a bit. And maybe try to work on some of the things that weren't so great, mainly looking at like the Halo 5 Guardians storyline and stuff like that. Are they scared, um, is the question. Are uh, they scared of messing something up more? 
Oh, of course they are. This has been something that they've been trying to do for like 15 years now. Yeah. Try to get off the rails. Um, and so Kenny I, Jackson was on board at one point. Yep. I mean, yeah. Um, isn't Steven Spielberg still on as producer, a producer? I yeah. yeah. Uh, I think this is an incredibly smart call on their part, and it's even smarter that they came out and said, no, this is not canon with the video game series i think that's really good for them to do that i think that's them trying to dodge a like bullet that may or may not right. exist right exactly it's like thinking out for their future self like Ooh, okay the, the cowboy bad. bebop fans are gonna eviscerate us <laughs> like right. we cannot allow this to happen <laughs> they're make coming for us next make it non-canonical yeah first they came for the cowboy bebop heads and i didn't say <laughs> i didn't watch the show i should have spoke up <laughs> yeah. yeah and i'm sorry i should have liked to, and subscribed um, so true i'm, I'm sorry to my uh my shalom friends for uh making that reference it will not happen again i'm grown as a person earlier this podcast you said you put grease on your hit list <laughs> i don't apologize for that <laughs> I was correct, and I'm. It's still happening. Oh uh, well. Uh, do we have anything else to say about the hel- uh, the Halo television series? Absolutely. I, I mean, not. for me, it's just like this is a wait and see kind of deal, especially for the fact that it means that I would have to pick up Paramount Plus in order to watch it too. So. <laughs> um, but the fact that this has been something that has been in the works for 15 years, um, I'm like timidly. Optimistic. Yeah, timidly optimistic for it. I I hope it turns out great. And honestly, the the fact that it's not canon that means that they'll play around with the story. I'm kind of excited about because then they don't have to worry about adhering strictly to what has gone on with the franchise. They can play with it a bit, and I think that'd be fun to see. Hell yeah! Sure. All right, guys. Well, that's the show. If you get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash mammothgamesing. Check out all the top news and video game stuff there. Uh, we appreciate all the likes, comments, and shares as well. Uh, follow Johnny at Johnny Riot. No, yeah, follow Mammoth Games Inc. at Mammoth Games Inc. You can follow all of us. You yeah. can find us over there, uh, likely saying dumb stuff. And, and yeah, don't follow me. It's too much of shit posts. If you <laughs> that sounds like a reason, too. Uh, if you love shit posts, you know where to get them. Yeah. Uh, follow us individually. Um, stupid sexy Flanders. Stupid sexy Flanders. I was just, I was sexy literally Flanders. just thinking that when I saw this. Stupid sexy Golbat. Uh, um, Don't forget, guys, it is still Sexy Pokemon Profile Picture Month. If you haven't chosen one yet, get that over with. I've been rocking Sexy Golbat for about a week and a half now, and I think I'm going to finish December that way. Smart. Boy. Smart. Before Mammoth Games Inc., I'm one of your hosts, Jay, with me. This week, Austin. Yep. Johnny. You're a friendly neighborhood super sexy Golbat. And Brian. Hey, just wanted to say one quick thing because this will probably be the last podcast we'll do for 2021. Thanks for including me into this group. Uh, was not expecting that, and glad that I've been able to throw my hat in the ring and you know just kind of find my voice on being able to talk about these topics that I follow all the time but never really have anybody to go into depth discussions like this so thank you guys for letting me be a part of this yeah and here's re- to uh 2022 right did you really have to remind me that this year is ending already 
because I I've been going through an existential crisis at work every time I fill out paperwork, and it's just <laughs> advancing and advancing and advancing. I'm still dealing with the fallout of 2019, honestly. Yeah. I think we all are. Which fallout I mean, was that? Was that 76? Yep. <laughs> no, that, that was... That actually uh, might be correct. <laughs> that, that's correct. That was uh, Universal's 2019 adap adaptation of Cats. Jesus. Well, we're going to leave the last 2021 thing to be uh, Cats. Um, Hashtag the butthole cut. Absolutely. Butthole cut. Release the butthole cut. Have a good one, guys.